If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And just like that, it's Friday. It seems like yesterday we were saying we starting another, we are starting another week here at Monday, and here we are Friday again. Another Friday that brings us closer toward Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. Happy Hanukkah. Welcome to our holiday season 2021. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-WABC, numerically. 848-92-22. And the World Health Organization, ladies and gentlemen, has informed Epic Times that it has not documented any deaths from Omicron. Let me repeat that. The World Health Organization has informed the Epic Times that it has not documented any deaths from the Omicron variant of the, what Epic Times is reporting, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party virus, which causes COVID-19. According to the WHO, for Omicron, we have not had any deaths reported, but it is still early in the clinical course of the disease, and this may change. That's the quote. There is, according to The Hill, a story that says the CDC, most of the 43 Omicron cases detected in the first days of December are considered mild. (laughs) Yeah, and this is at least 22 states have documented at least one COVID-19 case associated with the new variant. Blah, 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 blah. Out of the 43 cases, the agency confirmed one hospitalization, which lasted two days and zero deaths. So, travel bans on African nations, mandates from governors in New York, panic from the governor of New York and the mayor of New York, not one death from this variant so far. And among those attacked with the variant, it's considered mild. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, prices climbed 6.8% in November compared with last year, largest rise in nearly four decades. As inflation spreads through the economy like a virus. That story is in the Washington Post today. The Consumer Price Index, released Friday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, shows that prices rose 0.8% in November compared with October, with inflation spreading further throughout the economy, including to areas that had not been affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The November data marked the largest 12-month increase since June 1982. During a period when inflation was more of a scourge on daily life than most millennials, millennials, millennials had ever, ever known. So, what do we have? Patrick Toomey, who has been a major disappointment to uh, a lot of us who supported him in Pennsylvania, says today's jaw-dropping inflation report should alarm every single American, but especially policymakers. Hard-working American families are suffering as a direct result of the Biden administration's reckless borrowing and spending and anti-energy policies. Nothing could be further from the truth. This Biden economy, their policies, their total capitulation, to spend money that we do not have and cannot afford as a country, combined with their anti, anti-fossil fuel, anti-oil, anti-gas stance, has already devastated this country in terms of inflation. And what do you get when you question them about it? You get there, uh, the White House press secretary, the redhead, Jinsaki, mock you. I remember, I will never forget the Thanksgiving press conference, pre-Thanksgiving, when she comes out and smugly says, well, you know, you'll be paying a dollar more for turkey. It's not just a dollar more. That was never the issue. The issue was what you are paying at the gas gas station, what you're paying to heat your home, and it's well more than a dollar increase. What are you paying for food across the board, and how this effect is affecting people on fixed incomes. But they mock it. She mocked it. This administration mocks it or ignores it while inflation is rapidly affecting the lives and the budgets of Americans. Hardest hit, Americans living on fixed incomes. Biden, Harris, Mocked for old tweets calling Jesse Schmollett attack a lynching. Immediately after Schmollett claimed in 2019 that two Trump-loving bigots beat him up and tied a noose around his neck, Biden, who had yet to announce his bid for president, declared he was standing with the actor. What happened today to Jesse Schmollett must never be tolerated in this, in this country. We must stand up and demand 
that we no longer give this hate self-harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place in our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Biden tweeted that in January 2019. Kamala Harris had this to say, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I am praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Spartacus weighed in. Cory Booker, Democrat, New Jersey, Senator Spartacus Booker said, the vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern-day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill designating lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. Other liberals, let's go back in the time machine, including members of the squad. The so-called squad were also also very glib. Rashida Tlaib, the dangerous lies spewing from the right. The dangerous lies spewing from the right wing is killing and hurting our people. Thinking of you, Jesse Smollett, and my LGBTQ neighbors. AOC. There's no such thing as a racially charged. There's no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. That was our very own, New York's very own, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. In the wake of the verdict yesterday, finding the actor guilty on most counts, I think he was only found not guilty on one count that he faced, we haven't heard about his case. We haven't heard President Biden apologize to the people in America that he smeared. We haven't heard Vice President Harris apologize to the people of America that she woefully smeared. We haven't heard members of the squad come out and say they are sorry that they believe the actor and that they also use the occasion of his fabricated story to smear people on the opposite side of the political aisle. It would take, I suppose, too much courage to do that. Now, you may find this odd. I'm going to throw some, uh, uh, at least a compliment 
to one member of the media that I very rarely have reason to offer a compliment to, and that would be to Don Lemon. Don Lemon, on his show last night, called out Jesse Smollett, who is a friend of his, for lying and for this hoax, which he says, I don't have the story in front of me, but after I can recall the key of it, the key point, he called out Jesse Smollett from for making life harder for those people who have been legitimately attacked with hate crimes. And I will tell you, if you are a public figure, if you are someone in the position of a Don Lemon or any other broadcaster whose face is public and you're a public face, it's not easy to do a public mea culpa because you know that the detractors, your detractors, are going to be gleeful and perhaps use it at every turn they can in the future. It is also not easy when you have a personal relationship with someone that you consider to be a friend. The easiest thing would be to do is to remain silent. But, to his credit, not only did Don Lemon not remain quiet, Don Lemon actually called his friend out. Now, as for Mr. Smollett, I don't take any joy in this verdict, by the way. One thing that he was definitely caught up in was the Trump hate that was part of the admission card to be a member of the left during the Trump years. They tried to make wearing a MAGA hat a symbol of hate, which is why he used it in the attack, the men with the red, white, the, the, the red hats. The Trump hating left has also used race, claiming that white people, men especially, are white supremacists. And it was thought after Mr. Smollett made the initial charges and people were believing it, Here we go, these white supremacist Trump supporters. And that is exactly why Mr. Smollett chose that branding to accuse of doing something horrible to him so that it would reinforce the narrative that was being laid out by a corrupt mainstream press every day about who Donald Trump was and who his supporters are and were. There are no apologies from members of the press for their role in any of this. The mainstream media in this country whipped progressive and moderate Democrats into a Trump-hating frenzy because they didn't like his policies. And that Trump-hating frenzy has damaged so much of public discourse, but it has also left this young actor who once had a promising career 
today with no career, at least for the time being. Maybe he will be able to rehabilitate himself one day. But it has left permanent scars in the consciousness of this nation. These incidents don't go away. They fade. They just get compounded. They help harden people's opinions. And today now you have people that will look at legitimate attacks that are made on people and wonder if they're real or whether if they're, if they are instead political. You have another racist narrative that has been exposed as fraudulent. And all that's going to do is reinforce for people on the right that the left are capable of anything and everything, that they will stoop as low as they can possibly stoop to discredit Donald Trump and his supporters. Both sides leave of the political debate, the left and the right, are left. And it may not be much of a scar, but both sides of the political idol left scarred by this false, malicious, hateful, vicious hoax perpetrated by a young man who doesn't even have the inner fortitude to come out and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did something really awful here. And I need to atone for it. Instead, he and his legal team team are still talking about appealing and hopes that upon appeal, somehow or another, this fabrication will be turned into truth when it will never be turned into truth at all because it was a lie from the very beginning. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, here with you on WABC Talk Radio 77. We are the crown jewel of American radio. And we are in the most wonderful season of the year in the most wonderful city in the United States. You want to be part of today's program? 800-848-WABC. We're coming right back. Don't go away. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are Listen And children listen To hear Sleigh bells in the snow The snow Then I, I, I am dreaming It is Christmas season in New York It is holiday season in New York And those of you dreaming of a white Christmas, just remember after the white Christmas is over comes the gray slush. And yeah, that's all part of it too. I don't see any songs about dreaming of the gray slush and walking through that wet, icy slush. That, I mean, I love when, you know what? 
there's a time after it snows, especially if it's snowing at night and you go out afterwards and it's like God put a blanket on, on, on your city or wherever you are because it's so quiet and so peaceful and, and it's just like it's a muffled effect that you get from the snow and it's, wow, you look at it so beautiful. And then a few days later, you're walking through the slush. Brian Williams, speaking of slush, has uh, signed off from MSNBC, ending a 28-year-old uh, uh, career there, 28 years. He, he gave a statement as he was uh, preparing to leave. I'm not a liberal or a conservative, he said. I'm an institutionalist. Uh, Brian, some people would say that that's not quite accurate, that you are not a liberal, conservative, or an institutionalist, you have credibility problems. But that's what he's, that's how he sees himself. I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I am an institutionalist. I believe in this place, he said, and in my love of country. I yield to no one. But the darkness on the edge of town has spread to main roads. I don't know what that means. Grown men and women who swore an oath to our Constitution, elected by their constituents, have decided to join the mob and become something they're not. That should scare you to no end. Well, it doesn't scare me because I don't know what you're talking about. Instead of being vague, why don't you just come out with it? You were so bold you could come out and tell us that you were places you were never at and and part of news stories that you were never at. Why leave in... Why leave us with this ambiguity? Just come out and say what you mean. Who's this mob you're talking about? I'm not scared. What frightens me more than elected officials are the corrupt media, so-called journalists in this country. And you can count yourself among that crew, Mr. Williams. I have nothing personal against Brian Williams. I wish him every success in the world for whatever it is he wants to do next. But please don't lecture us on the way out, Mr. Williams. Just go. Now, Texas, the Texas abortion law is in the news again today. We're going to take your phone calls in a few minutes. So please, if you're on hold, stay on hold. The Supreme Court has allowed challenge to the Texas abortion law, but they also left the law in effect. The Supreme Court ruled today that abortion providers in Texas can challenge the law there that bans most abortions after six weeks. That means that some of these abortion providers can sue at least some of the state officials in federal court, despite procedural hurdles imposed by the law's unusual structure. But in the meantime, the Supreme Court has refused to block the law. And the Supreme Court says that this case should be under consideration in the lower courts. The New York Times says that the the development, this ruling, was both a minor victory for and a major disappointment to supporters of abortion rights.
They had hoped the justices would reverse course and stop the law from staying in effect. Attorney General, our Attorney General, New York's Attorney General, Letitia James, wants to use your tax dollars, she says, to create a state fund to pay for abortions, not just for women in New York, but she wants to use your state money to pay for abortions sought by women who live outside of New York. This woman, this woman who sworn to uphold the laws of New York and instead uses her office for political persecutions of enemies of the Democrat Party, has now decided that she, it is up, if up to her, she wants to use your tax dollars to just give to women from wherever they come from, non-residents of New York, so that they can have abortions in New York, I suppose. Or just, or maybe she's going to send them the money so they can have abortions wherever they can find them. I don't know. She says New York should establish a dedicated fund that would help support and provide financial resources to women across the country so that they can continue to make their own reproductive choices. If it's your money, it's not their choices. If it's their choice, they should use their own money to do it. You shouldn't be be required to pay for their choices, ladies and gentlemen. But this is just how far the left go. Not only will they refuse to acknowledge that this entire issue is predicated on a much bigger principle than a right, but we're talking about life. Life. The life of the most vulnerable among us. Life in the womb. But they will never, ever, ever address the fact that we're not talking about a woman's right to choose. We are talking about a baby's right to live. A human being, a separate human being's right to existence. We are not talking about the mother's rights. We are talking about the rights of another human being. And now Letitia James wants your money so that she can offer women from every every state in this country the right to terminate the life of another human being inside their womb. That is what Letitia James thinks is the moral thing and a legal thing to do with your tax money. Shameful. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, WABC Talk Radio 77. We are coming back. We're going to begin with your phone calls right after this. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Beautiful shine, we're happy. 
WABC. On Talk Radio 77. That's right. Share your winter holiday season with us here on WABC. There's a sad, very sad story. Um, this, I'm going to go to the ABC uh, news report of it. Uh, very, very sad. Uh, and, and to me, almost, it, it is criminal. 54, they call them migrants, are dead. Another 105 injured. This accident, this was an, an, a, a vehicle accident happened in Chiapas, Mexico. The trailer was carrying immigrants from Central America, most likely trying to work their way into the United States because the Biden administration has irresponsibly signaled, even before they took office, that America's borders were now open and we would welcome a flood of illegal immigrants again. And we have had surges of immigrants coming up ever since because this administration has been so reckless and so callous about their disdain and hatred for Donald Trump and his policies that they let it be known to the world that they were going to reverse those policies. And as a result, it was open season. Illegal immigrants could come to the United States once again without worries of being apprehended or sent back. So, you have human beings stockpiled, in this case, in a tractor-trailer truck. There is a picture of it, and I am telling you, folks, it is horrendous, without even seeing the bodies, to see this truck, what's left of this truck. The vehicle was full of human beings. 49 people died at the scene. Five more died receiving medical attention in hospitals. 83 men and 22 women were injured. And we don't know whether that's going to push the death toll higher. The Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, tweeted out, I deeply regret the tragedy caused by the overturning of a trailer in Chiapas carrying Central American migrants. It is very painful. I embrace the families of the victims. This is horrific. And the families of many of these people are going to be deeply affected and scarred for the rest of their lives. These incidents will continue and so many other horrors, as long as the United States fails to do one of their primary constitutional responsibilities, which is to secure the borders of our country. Time to head to the telephones. Good afternoon, Rich. Where are we heading? Well, all right. Good afternoon, John. John. James. John. Look, I don't know what I'm thinking there. Let us begin in New Jersey and say hi to Maureen. Hello. Okay. Maureen, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with John James Golden. How are you, Maureen? Uh, thank you, gentlemen. I just want to say thanks for taking my call. And uh, I agree with uh, everything that you're saying here today, as I usually do. Um, one thing I would just ask 
to bring up. Um, you, you mentioned the, the young actor who, you know, made a claim and it was a false claim and now he's in big trouble. You know, this is not like new news. It's like the old news, different day, new, you know, insert new person. Um, I'm old enough to remember Tawana Brawley back when I was a child and thinking like, what a terrible thing. Somebody did a terrible thing to, you know, a child. Like, how could this happen? I, I was, you know, I was brought up thinking, you know, you, you do good to people. You don't, you don't hurt people. And it was very scary. But, you know, it was found later to be a farce. And, you know, the people that supported her, they never said they were sorry either. They, you know, take the police out on a wild goose chase, uh, terrorize the public. And I just want to remind everybody listening, like things get better, things get worse. They will continue to get worse if, if everybody doesn't just stand up for what they believe in. Don't be like mowed over. You know, the news, stop listening to the news that, that is just bad news news. You know, listen to your news. You you uplift people. Your whole, your whole uh, station, you know, each of the, the broadcasters, they all bring hope. And really what we need is just people to remember to be hopeful. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Things will get better. And they'll get better when good people stand up for the right things. Maureen, I thank you so much for that uplifting call and your uplifting message. And you're so right about the Tawana Brawley case. Um, let me just share it with you. I remember it, too. I remember where I was when I heard the news. I was in bed, and I had on a radio station, and when the top and when the news came on, the news reported that this young woman, at the time we didn't know her name, had been found in the woods, and she was the victim of a rape, and the allegation was that it was New York police officers that raped her. And then not only did they rape her, they carved the N-word in her abdomen. And I was immediately outraged and shocked. It wasn't long before we had public figures coming to the defense of this young woman, including the Reverend Al Sharpton. And during the course of this years-long hoax, the life of a police officer in New York, his, his life was scarred because he was accused of being one of the perpetrators of this crime, and he had nothing to do with it. Those people, including the Reverend Al Sharpton, who were involved in promoting this hoax, have never been held to account. Miss Brawley was never held to account. One hopes that at some point, people, when they are out ruining other people's lives with lies and falsehoods, should have to face justice for the slanders, not only on the persons that they falsely accuse, but for what they have done to the public consciousness. And instead, liberals like Al Sharpton get promoted. He's now over at that, what's left of that news operation at NBC. NBC used to be a credible news operation. And I dare say that old Huntley and Brinkley, wherever they are looking down, can't believe what has happened 
to that great news organization. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, we're back. We're going to have more of your calls coming up. Don't you go anywhere. Be right back. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, presents It's Friday. It's Jen's List. Hey, Jen, what's up? Hi, James. So, as I always start in New York City, I'm going to tell everyone to avoid the city this weekend because it's SantaCon. You're going to see a bunch of drunk 20-somethings in every bar around the city. So don't. <laughs> it does not sound like fun to me. I've never been and I never want to go. <laughs> Good one. So stay away from New York City. So we'll start in New Jersey. Uh, Greg Gutfeld, who I actually find very funny. Um, he's going on his The Plus tour with special guest Tom Shalhoub. They're going to be at NJ Pack on Sunday at 3 p.m. He's going to talk about hot topics, promote his book. Uh, tickets start at thirty nine fifty, so not too expensive for um, uh, afternoon out. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to head over to Connecticut in New London, Connecticut, at the Guard Art Center. Uh, the Eastern Connecticut Ballet will be performing the Nutcracker. Oh, I think, yes. yeah, I think the Nutcracker is great. You know, any time of the, um, especially this time of year, it's really nice to see that. Um, they have shows Saturday at one thirty and seven o'clock. Uh, and then Sunday at 11 a.m. and 4.30. Tickets are still available. They run between 29 and 58. So that's also a nice evening um, out. Wonderful. Now we're going to head to Philadelphia at the City Winery. I don't know if you're a fan of Jane Lynch, the actress and comedian, um, but she is performing A Swingin' Little Christmas with Kate Flannery and Tim Davis. Uh, tickets are between 58 and 78. She's got shows on Sunday at 3 p.m. and 7.30 in Philadelphia. You know what? It's... It's nice to laugh, so I I would uh, maybe check that out if you're in the area, citywinery.com. Oh, cool. Jen, thanks as always. You know, I read something about the Alvin Ailey group uh, coming back uh, for... Alvin Ailey? Yeah, so can you find out what's going on with that for next week's uh, Jen's List? Yeah, Alvin Ailey, I'll do that. Okay. Writing it down as we speak. Cool. (laughs) Thanks, Jen, as always. thank you. Rich, time for rapid phones. Let's grab some phone calls here. Where do we start? Sure, let us begin in Fairfield, Connecticut, and say hi to Helen. Helen, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. This is Rapid Phones. Make it quick. Give us your bottom line. Good afternoon, Mr. Golden. Our Good Constitution afternoon. guarantees the separation of church and state. The Supreme Court must take into consideration incest, rape, and the help health of a pregnant woman. That is a right that must be guaranteed. But abortion is not birth control, and it is a choice of life and death, a very serious decision. Thank you, Helen. You framed the argument wonderfully. Thank you. Where do we go next, Rich? Next, we're heading to Middletown, New Jersey, to say hi to Mike. Mike, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. What's on your mind? Thanks for taking my call, James. Uh, what you saw with the Sola case was a classic case of the drive-by media. They are, the media enablers like Robin Roberts are just as responsible as Smollett for this, and they should be punished in some way. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you for your contribution, and what a great point he makes. Where do we go next, Rich? Next, we're going over to Brooklyn to say hi to Marty. Hello, Marty. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. What's on your mind? Hi, James. If you're a teacher and you're trying to apply for jobs, whether at a great high school or a college 
So often there's a diversity, equity, and inclusivity administrator or administrators at the school, and they're a part of the interview process. And many times, too, they will have you write up a statement, an anti-white supremacy, anti-racist statement. When you're trying to apply for a job and do nothing but do a great job teaching the subject you love, caring about your students, how can you get in there, get a foot in the door if you have to kind of speak to this woke ideology? Great question. And I think this should be an area that we discuss more on the show. Thank you for raising that point, Marty. Appreciate it. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. Where do we go, Rich? Let's go over to Philly and say hi to Robert. Welcome, Philadelphia. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind this afternoon? And I'm going to speak to you, James, and I'll be brief. In the words of a great man, when the left accuses the right of something, they're usually guilty of it themselves. And here we have another example. No, Mrs. Tlaib, it wasn't right-wing lies that led to a racial attack. It was left-wing lies that led to this clown perpetuating a racial hoax. And I hope they're held accountable for it at some point. And I hope you have a great weekend and a great holiday, my man. Thank you, Robert. And we, Wow, what a great caller. Thank you, Robert. And you call us back. We love hearing from you. Where do we go next? Uh, let's go to Mike and Yonkers next. Yonkers and it's Mike. Mike, right to your point. What is your point this afternoon? Uh, the motive behind the MAGA hat madness was January 18, 2019. Nick Sandman and his classmates get beat up in front of everybody in Washington. Eleven days later, magically, Mr. Smollett gets raped and beat up for his Subway sandwich. Uh, he, rode the, he rode the title. It's all chronological order. He took that and he said, I'm going to run with this, man. MAGA hat, MAGA hat. That's it. Toilet. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Where do we go next? Let's go to Elmont, New York, and say hi to Bob. Bob, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. What's up? It's an honor, sir. Thank um, you. This 49-year-old that lit a Christmas tree, make it sound uh, like it's a benign thing. Um, he could have killed somebody. I don't know if you remember the Happy Land fire. I do, of course. Yeah, so do we have to have this guy light a stairway and kill somebody? He's 49 years old. He's from Hawaii. His father says he has a spike history. Whether they can do something criminal or not, he should have been brought to the hospital um, if they couldn't psych him, they can all make him an altered mental state. The hospital gives him a good medical checkup and a psychiatric checkup. He can't be yeah. anywhere. He has to be evaluated. Bob, you're talking about, of course, the setting of fire of the Fox News tree at Fox Plaza. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Listen, folks, tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, be here. I'll be back. We have two hours. A lot more to discuss and a lot more time for you and calls and all the rest of it. We're here, New York City, greatest city in the world. America, our America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. God love, bless, and protect each and every one of you. Back tomorrow morning. Bye.